Welcome back to the show. My name is Rubina Ahmed Huck. I'm filling in for Jeff MacArthur today, and I'll be here tomorrow again. Uh, normally, you hear me talking about money and finance on the on the different programs, but today I'm filling in for the whole two hours, and it just happens to be Budget Day, which we've been talking a lot about what to expect today at four o'clock when the budget comes down, what's going to be uh, affecting our pocketbook. But I wanted to switch gears a little bit uh, for our next guest because it is a important day today. It's World Health Day, and it's a day to focus on our overall health and well-being. My guest, Laura DeSantis, wellness expert, holistic nutritionist, and digestive health coach at Go With Your Gut, joins me now. Hi, Laura. Hi, Rubina. So nice to talk to you. Um, For those of us who don't know what it is, what is World Health Day? That's a really good question, and I actually just stumbled upon it this year. So World Health Day it's um, actually created by the World Health Organization, and it's really, I think, every year there's a theme that just centers on how we can um, kind of tie in and think about how we can be healthy uh, for every year. And I know World Sleep Day, and Jeff and I spoke about this last week, so World Health Day has a little bit of a different theme, and this year it's really about uh, sustainability. And, and why have they chosen that? Have they given any reason why they've chosen chosen sustainability? Is it because of, you know, the way that we're living these days, how we're go, 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 and that really yeah. is not a sustainable way to be to, to, to live your life? Exactly, 100%. I think uh, with this year, the World Health Day, the WHO really wanted to focus global attention on um, keeping humans and the planet healthy, and we hear a lot about um, living more sustainably. So really, it's about creating societies that are focused on our well-being. So each year, the WHO estimates that there's about 13 million deaths around the world due to environmental causes, especially with the climate crisis and climate change. So I think this year, it's really about um, bringing to mind the climate crisis and how that can contribute to a health crisis and being more mindful of how we live in our day-to-day and how we can live in a world where there's clean air, clean water, and food. Yeah, I've been trying to do that all throughout the pandemic. Um, Just be more mindful because it's been so overwhelming for everybody. I've got two young kids and the whole situation, as it has been for so many different families, regardless of whether you have young kids or older kids or no kids, it's just been um, really hard to sit and think about what it is you can do to actually make yourself healthier. Um, You know the right thing to do, but it feels better to sort of binge watch Netflix and eat bad food because that's That's just comforting, right? That's right. And I like to tell people it's all about control. Like, what are focus on the things that you can control and break it down into small mini goals. Sometimes I feel that as a nutritionist, when we have these very overall arching goals, these really big goals, sometimes you find it's very hard to do. So try to create those small habits. I find um, my brother has kids, my other brother has kids as well. And sometimes, you know, life can get hectic, especially if you have kids. So make something interactive and fun where the whole family can do it together and don't feel like it's so daunting like oh I, I or demonize foods like I can't have chocolate chips uh, chocolate chip cookies or I can't have um, you know let's say gummy bears so you can have those things but everything in moderation and I think really with World Health Day it's focusing on the things that you can do as well like what are the foods that you eat that are healthy so try to avoid those highly processed foods and if you want to have them have them as a treat maybe on your if you want to call it your cheat date but don't incorporate it every day because we know that with a lot of these processed foods and high sugar foods they can lead to diabetes and heart disease or getting outside more where we can breathe that healthy fresh air I think those small little things having those non-negotiables to yourself and to your family will really help over the long term yeah whenever I'm feeling stressed 
just go for a little walk. That fresh air, that movement of your body, it makes that stress not go away, but at least makes it more manageable. And you tend to make better decisions when you get back. I wanted, Yeah, I wanted to switch gears, uh, Laura. There's a new study on the benefits of coffee. Now, I am not a coffee drinker. I do drink coffee from time to time, but it tends to make me feel, for lack of a better way, jittery and sometimes upsets my stomach a little bit. So I try to stay away from it. I don't drink it, but I do drink a ton of tea. I would say seven cups of tea a day. Um, But I wanted to start by asking uh, first about the coffee part of it. Is drinking coffee really good for you? And and how much should you be drinking if it is good for you? That's a really great question. And I think it really comes down to the source of coffee uh, first. So if you're having organic coffee, organic is always best. But I don't recommend that people have as nutritionists more than two cups a day because that could really affect your sleep cycle and your hormones. So uh, coffee in itself, what the source that you get it from, and then what are you adding to your coffee? If you're adding the creams, the milks, the sugars, or those sweeteners, those also um, can really affect your digestive system, can affect your hormones, can affect your sleep. So really pay attention to first, where's the source of the coffee coming from, and then what you put in your coffee. And I know some people always like to have a croissant or a bagel or a cookie with their coffee. So being mindful of that too. So Um, I don't think always coffee is necessarily healthy for you. It's really dependent on the source and how much you're consuming. Right. I mean, if you're always drinking a double-double, you're kind of outweighing the benefits of the actual coffee by all that extra cream and and sugar. And that's my problem is I can't really drink it black. I have to have cream and sugar in it. So to me, it's kind of a treat because I know it's pretty high-calorie drink that I'm having in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, so you're very conscious of that. And I think a lot of people end up having coffee because they're in a sleep deficit. So one of my non-negotiables, and I talk a lot about this on the show, is to really be mindful of how much sleep you have. So if you feel that you're reaching for coffee or more than two or three cups a day, it could be that your sleep pattern could be off. Now, um, the the study showed that those who drank one cup per day showed the lowest risk of stroke and heart-related death, while those who drank two to three cups per day showed a lowered risk of uh, developing coronary heart disease, heart failure, and a heart rhythm problem, uh, or dying in general. So, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, that's a lot of information there, but uh, is coffee something we should put into our diet, maybe a a black coffee with a dash of milk, or is that something that non-coffee drinkers like me should, should maybe start consuming? I think some people are very sensitive. It sounds like yourself or Bina, you're very sensitive to coffee. So I don't think everyone's body responds differently. So if people are drinking coffee right now, I would say one to two cups max. But if you're not drinking coffee, you don't feel you need it. I would continue to have the teas. The herbal teas are great. And there's even something called dandy blend, which is made out of dandelion. It smells like coffee and it tastes like coffee, but it won't give you the jitters and the spikes like um, regular coffee would. Yeah, no, I drank coffee. I had my heart started racing when I was pregnant with my second baby and they made me wear a heart monitor for three days. So I feel wow. like I just have like a bad experience with coffee altogether. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, drinking coffee can contribute to inflammation. There's a lot of studies that say coffee's good for you and there's a lot of studies that say coffee's bad for you. So pay attention and see how you feel. Right. And I think to me, you're great on just going with the teas. And I always like to tell people too, for every coffee you have, try to mm-hmm. drink at least cups of water because coffee is a diuretic. Perfect. Laura, thank you so much. It's been so interesting hearing about World Health Day. Uh, Laura DeSantis is a wellness expert, and we'll be back right after this.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.